Hey everyone, I hope you are having an amazing day or evening. Today we are going to be talking about when you finally land your dream job and it turns out to be a nightmare what you can do. So stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career related. I tell you how it is and we get right to the point. I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in. My passion is really helping others, sharing my knowledge, kind of uncovering or pulling back the curtain to HR, if you will. (laughs) So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, getting right into it here. So we got our dream job and it turns out it is a freaking nightmare. It's not unheard of to get what you think is your dream job and realize it's not great or even worse, it sucks or even worse, it feels like hell. If you've been here for a hot minute, you know I'm an advocate for people being happy in their jobs and being happy in their career. So we can kind of think about this particular topic and talk about this particular topic from two perspectives. Number one, what to do if you're in this situation and then also number two, how to avoid this type of situation next time. So we'll start with the first perspective, what to do if you found yourself in this situation. And I have 12 tips for you guys. So number one is just take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. (laughs) I know that might seem silly, However, I think when we find ourselves in really tough, really hard situations, we can start to stress out or panic or get very anxious. So slowing down, telling yourself it's going to be okay. Number two, try and find the positive. In all bad things, we can find something that's good. Okay, maybe not all. My mind's going to like some very dark places. In most bad things, we can find something good. Maybe it's simply like you're getting a paycheck so you don't have to go bankrupt. If that is the bottom line, like it is what it is. Number three is going to be finding the disconnect. So looking back and evaluating, you know, the interview, how was that different and what was shared with you that was or is different than current reality of the role or looking back and were you making some assumptions based on what you heard or what you read and figuring out again assumptions versus reality or interview versus reality. So figuring out what you thought the role was versus what it really is and where those particular thoughts came from. And number four is having a conversation with your manager or your leader. And when you have this conversation, you can be very transparent, right? And just say, hey, like I was under the impression or I was kind of told the role was going to be this way. And it could be something like right before you started, this has happened before, there was like a new business initiative or restructure or priorities change so that impacted the role. And just ask them like, hey, is there something we can add or remove to the role to make it something that's going to make you more satisfied? Number five is figuring out if whatever you don't like is permanent or temporary. And this is going to be important for you because if it is a temporary change or adjustment, it could be something you're like, you know, I'll just stick it out. If it is something that's more permanent, you may decide like, nah, this ain't worth it. (laughs) 
when we look at things like transformations or or reorgs, those are typically on the permanent side until the next transformation or reorg, right? (laughs) Or restructure, whatever your company calls it. If there is a fourth quarter switch in priorities because the company isn't hitting their revenue target. So it's like all hands on deck to make sure that happens. That's probably more of a temporary thing. Number six is asking yourself what enticed you to take the job in the first place. Was it the role? Was it the company? Was it your leadership? Was it the team that you work on? The mission of the organization? Was it the goals that you would be working towards? Really doing a self-reflection on why am I here? Why did I say yes? Why did I sign this offer letter? And really listing those things out. And that's going to be important because if you're feeling like you're in a tough spot, remembering all the reasons why you said yes might help you find something positive, right? Number seven, is there anything that can make you happy with your current situation? Maybe you already know what you would be looking for or how you would change this particular role in order to make it something that you would be happy with. So asking yourself, what is that something? Number eight, being really honest. How long has it been? Have you been in this role for like three whole days and you're like, screw this. This is terrible. I feel like three days probably isn't a fair length of time for an assessment. Generally, we're not going to understand the true depth of a position for at least bare minimum 30 days. However, I would even push that to 90. Now, if you get in there and it's week one and everything you were told in the interview is a complete lie, the role is entirely different and your quote unquote second choice or maybe your first choice, I don't know, calls you and they're like, hey, great news. We want to hire you. You know, that's a different story. But if you don't have other irons in the fire and they didn't just straight up lie to you about everything, I would say give it a little time to truly assess. And to that point, you know you. And number nine is being really honest with yourself. So nothing is perfect, right? People, jobs, companies, teams, everyone has flaws. So really ask yourself, am I being realistic? Is there a list of things that you were expecting from this role that are just outside of reach? They're not realistic. They're more of like a perfect world or dream scenario versus a little bit more real world. And number 10, kind of piggybacking off of that, asking yourself, are your expectations realistic? So it is unlikely one job will fulfill everything you want and need. (laughs) So is there anything you can bend on or give up or compromise on? And think about the 90-10 or 80-20 rule, right? If you are really happy with 80% of your role or 90% of your role, what are the things that would fall under that 10 or 20% where you can compromise on? Number 11, figuring out, is it the job itself that sucks or or the working environment that's not super great, or maybe terrible. If the role is great and the office environment is horrible, maybe you can work with your boss to see if there's some work from home opportunities. So kind of figuring out kind of where the issues are and then seeing what you can do to possibly improve those. And number 12, asking yourself, do I just need a vacation? (laughs) 
And this is from personal experience. So there's been times where you just are tapped out. You're exhausted. You need a vacation. You are so tired and you're getting irritable and cranky. And that happens. Let's be all the way honest, right? So being really honest with yourself. Do you just need some time off? All right. Now let's talk about what we can do to possibly avoid the situation in the future. Number one is being really thorough in the interview process, right? So making sure we're asking the right questions, that we're meeting with the right people and questions that you can ask the people that you're interviewing with. One, what do you love about the role? What do you love about the team? What do you love about the company? Number two, asking what challenges have you faced since you started and or the last six months. So if you're interviewing someone who's been there like five years, right? So the last six months, if you're interviewing someone who just started, then since you just started. Number three is asking if there's anything that you know now that you wish you would have known before. Number four, what are the immediate impacts you are looking for this person to bring to the table, right? So like what sort of business outcomes do they want this person to kind of hit the ground running with, so to speak? And when you're looking at what type of people you should be interviewing with, you definitely want to interview with the person you're going to be reporting to. So your leader, you want to interview with the cross-functional team that you're going to be working with. So maybe you are a product manager and you're going to be working with sales and engineering, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? You definitely want to make sure you're interviewing with your peers and then whoever you would report to. So if the leader that you're interviewing with isn't who you would directly report to, make sure that is someone that you're talking to. And then I would encourage you if the leader who you are talking to ends up being the person who will be your boss, I would see, depending on the role, if there's either another leader at that level or even your boss's boss. All right, number two is being really honest when you're interviewing. So <laughs> here's kind of a big sticking point that I have. Tell people the truth, even if it means the role that you're interviewing for isn't the role that ends up being the best fit for you. So oftentimes when I'm talking to people, they are very focused on telling me what they think I want to hear versus telling me the truth and being just really honest and transparent. And typically I'm pretty good about evaluating the difference. However, it's hard because for someone who says all the right things, it's hard to give concrete factual reasons for why you're not moving that person forward. But I have an interview feedback written down, seemed to be telling me what I wanted to hear versus telling me the truth. Here's the thing. When we lie and just feed people what they want to hear, it does no one any good because you're setting yourself up for disappointment and possibly to be in the same exact situation where you're interviewing in a few months because you didn't tell the truth and the role you had ends up not being a good fit. So just be honest. Number three, look at reviews online, right? There are so many different websites out there. Uh, LinkedIn, Glassdoor, social media, Indeed, Google, read the reviews. And now know a lot of the times when <laughs> employees are writing reviews, it's employees that are pissed off and or fired. So take it with a grain of salt, but there could be some helpful information in there. Number four, is there anyone in your network 
So think like LinkedIn, social media, uh, your actual phone, right? Your physical network that has worked for this organization in the past. And if you don't know anyone personally who's worked for this company, more often than not, you will find someone on your LinkedIn or someone who is just one connection away from working at the organization. And maybe that person can make you an introduction and you can simply talk to them. And number five, do a social media search and kind of just assess, right? Like how are people talking about the organization? Is there really cool initiatives that are rolling out and that employees are excited about? So they're sharing or it's like, oh, I work at XYZ company and it's just terrible, you know, or have to go to work again. And then they tag the organization. I don't know what it might be, right? But you can get a sense of how people feel about their organization if they're kind of sharing all the cool and exciting things or if they're like, ugh. Or maybe if they're not sharing at all because they don't want to talk badly about the company online, right? So if there's nothing from the employees, that could also say something as well. All right, everyone. I hope you found this episode helpful and valuable. If there are any questions you want me to answer on the podcast, head over to the link below. There's a Google survey. You can enter them there. I'd love to help out. And as always, thank you. Thank you so very much for taking the time to be here. I really do appreciate it. You can find the show notes over at stephdennis13.com. And if you want to learn how we can work together, head over to listen to careertalk.com. So as by popular request, I am opening up some career consulting slots and then also have some resume consulting if you need help with your resume. If you want to help support the show, you can do so via PayPal or Anchor. Also on the Anchor app, you can leave me a voice message. So pretty cool. I would love to hear from you. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on the socials, mostly Facebook and Instagram at StephDennis13. Career Talk Podcast also on Instagram. And if you are enjoying the show, please take a moment, leave a rating and or review for the podcast. It really does help and I truly love reading them. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so amazing, so awesome. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Bye-bye.